0: And welcome to Send News, a podcast about video game news. I am today your host because Brian is out on vacation, <laughs> and they gave me this show to host, and it You've was a big seized mistake.
1: Power, yeah. I
0: regret it already. Uh, the... Usurping Mr. Gar, how dare you? <laughs> the voices you are hearing are that of Patrick Brown. What's up, Patrick? Hey. Uh, we've got Kaden. Heyo. Hey, Kaden. And Alana Pierce. Hey. I like that everybody else got a last name, and I didn't get. One. Yeah. I I was just I was trying to rush through it. He doesn't Uh, know your last name. I mean, (laughs) the lovely Caden Jensen If you if you will (laughs) Uh, Well, we could just jump right into it I guess Uh, there is a news topic that we have been somehow evading on all of the dailies this week It's probably the biggest story. I think that's that's been in conversation. That is of course Spider-Man will be a uh, Sony exclusive character for Marvel's Avengers (laughs)
1: Mm. Yep.
2: Say yeah, I think it the news dropped so. at like a one PM on Monday, maybe. So it just didn't work out
3: for the dailies this week. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we
1: do
3: have a we do have a feature coming out this weekend that is going to be talking exclusively about this whole nonsense. <laughs> and boy, is it a topic! I hate it. I hate this. I hate this nonsense. I think it's just it's ridiculous. It's old fashioned concept to you know you know, prioritize one console over another. It's just going to destroy everything for, it's, it's going to hurt sales overall because people are going to play it on one console. Not playing on the others, but this is, you know, going to be like Anthem, and then everybody's going to leave, and then it's going to be over. That's a spicy
2: take. I don't know about yeah. all that.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, think that's going to happen.
2: <laughs> really? Like, you don't be waiting for it. Um, I, I now, have opinions about opinions. this. Yeah, Evan, so what, what is the start? Tell uh, us what so
0: happened. So, yeah, basically it came out from, um, I believe it was a blog post um, from... Square Enix were like a press release basically um, it might have been on the PlayStation side Let me check the story real quick, but essentially they said hey We've got something real special for all you PlayStation fans, and it's it's spider-man and He's gonna be exclusive you know to PlayStation there was no messaging language around whether that's a timed exclusive They just said this is a thing we're doing for you know yeah. our, our loyalist yeah, so Sony fans
2: It yeah. was on the PlayStation blog And uh, yeah, the the headline was August 3rd, Spider-Man coming to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. Um, I imagine that this is going to be permanent, not a timed exclusive. This is a Sony owning Spider-Man, basically. Um, And I I really hate the way that they wrote this. It it starts off by saying, every once in a while, life presents you with a moment where your pursuits and your passions converge. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) no this is literally just a business decision it's (laughs) screw you man Uh, it's again
3: Um, i'm telling you this is this is them just being just like we have spider-man we're gonna keep spider-man we're gonna use spider-man to you know make this game only viable on our platform because everybody wants to play spider-man of course they do so if you have a ps4 and you have an xbox one and you have a pc and you really want the the full experience air quotes you're gonna have to get it on PS4 slash PS5, and mm-hmm. it's just. I gonna... mean, that's
2: what makes it a good business decision. Like, I get why they did it. I I firmly agree that it absolutely sucks, though. I think consoles are limiting in general. I think it's dumb. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think it's dumb. I really think it'll work off for place work well for PlayStation, uh, and, and I yeah. get why they did if it. Again, Spider-Man is one of the most up.
3: popular superheroes worldwide. If this game picks up.
2: Yes, which yeah, I
3: am fuck
1: interested is to this see. Game? I <laughs> don't understand. <laughs>
3: it's Anthem.
2: Uh, it's you- a strange one because you have the biggest property, like just one of the biggest properties ever. Yeah, and nobody cares about the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Crystal it Dynamics are a good studio. Very good. Uh, it's yeah. u- well, okay. It's it's fucking ugly. <laughs> this is an ugly game.
3: Evans like, making sounds. <laughs> it's oh, oh, oh.
1: No, I it's so it, ugly. And- it's so washed out, and like it just looks weird. I don't know. it The character design—it just looks, looks so weird to this me. This game
3: came out six years too
1: late. Yeah, it looks like a Uh, PS3 game.
3: Yeah, I
0: I think that's some of those criticisms are definitely fair. The art style isn't particularly favorable, especially because they get they. I mean, they call them the Wall Avengers, like Walmart (laughs) knockoff Avengers, because they look kind of like the movie counterparts, but they're not quite there. Which
2: would have been a a problem no matter what,
3: because it's it's Mm -hmm. they don't own the rights
2: to the actors' faces, right? Right. So I mean, that's that's the all the more reason to
3: just do something else with this, and it's like and not try and. I know I understand everybody wants to like we'll tie it into the movies. It's like, yeah, but this era of those movies is way passed over and we're gonna be going into something else. Prime opportunity to actually do something else with these characters and explore that in another way or just not use these same characters. But Mm. I get that, you know, these are the hot characters. Everybody knows Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk, Spider-Man. Everybody knows everybody, all these people now. I get it.
2: From an investment perspective, it makes perfect sense. Yes. Yes. That's the good, most popular characters you all know let's make this a video game. right like i completely understand why they've done agree. it agree um, and i, I would have been okay with it
1: when spider-man came out for ps4 nobody was saying like nobody was comparing it to the movies and exactly. stuff exactly like, why isn't this tom holland why isn't this toby mcguire whatever like everyone was just like this is fucking great this is a great spider-man <laughs> It's, nobody's making True. the same comparisons that they are to Avengers. It's like, it's not like it can't be done. Not to mention, right. it's, just-
3: just it's like you want those moments of the, like the suits and everything. Cool. Guess what? We're going to use them and we're going to put them in his DLC stuff. Here's the Iron Spider from, from Infinity War. Here's, yeah. you know, uh, you know, here's the, the Peter Parker outfit from, you know, uh, into the Spider-Verse. It's like, cool, great, fantastic. Here's Toby Maguire's outfit because everybody screamed yeah. about it for like six months.
1: It's yeah, those Tobey
0: Maguire fans are fierce out there, and they will always. I know Patrick said it's there weird. wasn't a lot of controversy, but all, every time Spider-Man shows up, they're like, "This is not my Spider-Man."
1: I mean,
3: I'll I'll do, I'll do okay. hot takes all day. I'll never go toe to toe with the Tobey Maguire fans. <laughs> they they are completely valid, and that's not a fight that I'm willing to take.
1: <laughs> Listen,
3: I think that it's
0: important to note also that there was a follow up story that kind of came out yesterday. Uh, ComicBook.com did an interview. Um, with, um, I think it's Scott Amos, one of the developers at, uh, on Avengers, and they basically presented this kind of weird counter-argument, and uh, let me read some of the quotes to you. They're kind of all over the place because he's like, uh, uh, because, you know, people are kind of pissed about this, right? But um, basically, um, they, he said, uh, so the beauty of Spider-Man and what Spider-Man represents as a character and as a world is, again, it comes back to the relationship with PlayStation and Marvel, Amos said. We happen to be, uh, once you can, it just reads like a, I hate to draw this comparison, but it just reads like a Trump interview. Uh, <laughs> so he says he, he comes back to the relationship with Marvel and essentially he, he, he presents his question, he said, We happen to be once you can execute and deliver when it comes down to choices of where and what Spider-Man can be That's a relationship question that PlayStation absolutely has the rights to that as you guys know with Sony's ownership there and Marvel uh, With Sony saying hey, this is something we can do This is something we can do on this platform, and that's a lot So let me like kind of paraphrase he's basically just saying if Sony comes to you with an opportunity to put Spider-Man in your game you say yes. Yeah, uh, of course. And also yeah. with a big purse of money. I think that's essentially what he's saying.
3: He's I mean, saying to, here to this, what Alana yeah. was saying earlier, it's just like, this is entirely a business decision. They don't care about your feelings. They want you to come to PlayStation because Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And it'll it will work.
2: Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm. If I'm probably going to play this game, I tend to play every AAA game. The, I will now play it on PlayStation. Yeah,
0: yeah well, for you know, it has It to. has
2: worked. Um, I absolutely hate it, though, and I don't want to support it because... Look, exclusives are a bummer in general. It limits the amount of people who can enjoy any given video game. And and I am one of the people who is on the camp of being happy that uh, exclusive titles are coming to PC. I'm happy that yeah. I can play Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. I think that that's, yeah, that's cool. And it's awesome for gamers who don't have consoles, who only have PCs, to be able to play that stuff. Basically, my attitude is the more people who play video games and enjoy the hobby that I am extremely passionate about, great. Um, so yeah. this particular exactly. kind of exclusive is so brutal for people who don't own PlayStations, don't intend to own PlayStations. And I guess my biggest criticism of it is that it, in this instance, doesn't feel like, oh, this one has an extra pack that like makes the game slightly better. It feels like we have done this to make every other version of this game significantly worse. Yep, It is yeah. ruining the game, not yeah. just like a cool cherry on top. It is yeah. actively taking something away from everyone who is doesn't have enough
3: money to get a PlayStation. Let's add this yeah, shitty yeah. cherry on top of that too. There's 30 day exclusivity for like certain you know bonuses that are gonna happen, like costume drops and nameplates and all sorts of like loot drops and nonsense and extra bonuses for PlayStation Plus members that nobody else is going to get because they're not playing on PlayStation or they'll have to wait 30 days for it. So there's even more of a stack against everything else. So it's like, hey, check out these new costumes we just got. Well, I just got it. You don't have it yet because you're playing on Xbox or PC, but I have it. Isn't it neat? And by the time, you know, it's like it comes out for you. I hey, guess what? I have another new thing and you have the old new thing and nobody cares. I because it's not cross play. That one is sort of interesting in
1: mm-hmm. that
2: potentially the different communities for the games on the different platforms would maybe just not care. Like, I don't like it no matter what. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a fan, um, but that like while well, you're right it is an extra cherry on top that sucks it could potentially not really matter because it's not crossplay. if it were crossplay, I feel like it would be a bit more obnoxious that just needs, um,
3: and again that just like well, and there's into, like I don't like this though because there's like no this could have been you're cross-play. right do not like it it could have been crossplay. it could have had a healthy ecosystem but they're splitting the player base and they're gonna like pit you know it's it's, it's the console wars nonsense it's, like PlayStation people are gonna be just like well we have Spider-Man and then everybody's gonna start infighting and then everything's gonna be terrible and if the game sucks. Then everybody's like, "Well, see, now you have the shitty version of Spider-Man on your shitty game, and then it'll just go away."
2: <laughs> it's not pleasant.
3: It is n- not.
1: No.
2: In agreement.
0: And what they've really done here is like, like PlayStation has basically just saved themselves a bunch of money by instead of having a, a like a first-party exclusive developed game, they just spent a much yeah. smaller <laughs> chunk of money to make people think that Avengers. It's
1: kind well. of genius. Yeah, yeah. So they did the same like, thing with Destiny. I don't-
2: know how this would have worked financially. Because usually when this kind of thing happens, you ex- assume that money changed hands, that someone spent money on this. Yeah. yeah. That isn't necessarily the case. Hmm. Um, like, And I don't know who the money may have come from. It may have been Crystal Dynamics trying to get Spider-Man from Sony, and then Sony being like, well, you can have Spider-Man as long as it's only on the PlayStation version. Like, I don't actually know what finances would have been. Because I remember when um, Fortnite was in Endgame,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: i was like jesus how much money did epic pay oh, for that?" Yeah. <laughs> they didn't i reached out to epic i was like how much did you pay for this that's insane they didn't it was both of them just did that cross pollination thing with thanos being in Fortnite, and they were just like cool we both like each other's shit let's just be in each other's
3: shit and i was yeah. like that it's just great really? advertising well, for both scary. properties so i mean why not this yeah. I, I don't know about this though this feels like a we're we're ramping up for this it's just like I mean, they knew the that timing. they were coming out. They knew they were coming out yeah. with Miles Morales. This is just a nice way to just be like, hey, we're going to have a Spider-Man game later this year. Here's a little bit of Spider-Man before you get more Spider-Man. If you want more Spider-Man, PlayStation.
1: That's it. I can't believe this game is coming out in a month. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it it yeah. is? Or like not yeah. even. Uh-huh. Supposed isn't, to, yeah. it, isn't it? Are like... you serious? Mm-hmm. Yes. I yeah. thought this was like no. six months away. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, looking at out? Out? I'm looking it I'm looking it up. Yeah. September fourth.
3: Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. No and idea. I don't know. I, yeah. I I know we're gonna. I know this we're gonna get. This coming to, out really soon. You just
1: destroyed my whole world. I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I'm gonna. I, I <laughs> honestly, I would have guessed that this game was coming out like summer next year,
2: <laughs> right? Like <Yeah>. maybe early <laughs> next year. Like I was like, no. there's no way this is coming it's out coming right
1: out now. In a
3: month. What I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, like, I, I know this is like diverting the topic a bit, but if you take a look at the first hands impressions, it's just like. It's like Destiny, but not fun. And then I think about all the headlines. Oh, yeah, from no one from, from, likes it. At, at, immediately, those headlines, like, alarms go off. I'm just like, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. And it's the anthem alarm. It really is. It's just like, the it's like alarm. Destiny, but not fun. And it's just... So, is this like
1: a looter shooter? Is this something where you're like, sort it's supposed it. to be an it online, is a, like, it is a, play with other people? It, it shooter is actually beat-em-up. absurd
2: how little I or any of us necessarily know about this game. It <laughs> be- can sit I, like... Look, you can't cover every game when you work in this industry. You yes. can't know everything about every game, right? But yeah. usually, if something has fucking Marvel's Avengers tied to it, yeah. I should <laughs> at least have just even organically
3: learned right. a bunch yeah, about right, this yeah. game. But I mean, I, this is like you get you you get equipment you equip the equipment they give you a power level and the power levels determine your strength and you stack all those bonuses up and as you play more you get drops of green and blue and yellow and purple items and they level you up more and some characters are more brawler heavy some characters are more shooter heavy and you're going there is some story content but it's mostly an online multiplayer game so what does that make you think really? of? It, it's it really, it's the and again, Crystal
2: Dynamics is making that.
3: That's what it is. Yes, and it's, it's Crystal so Dynamics. It's fucking yeah. weird. The Tomb Raider, team, guys. right? So right? weird. Who, yeah. like,
2: I really like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Like, I think oh, that the they, Tomb Raider, they... the
3: reboot Tomb Raider stuff is fantastic. It yeah, turned stuff great. around
2: super well. Yeah, it describes mm-hmm. itself as an upcoming action adventure video game. If it's just an action adventure. The, the framing... <laughs> again, I'm so sorry to anyone who's listening to this. No, no, the <laughs> like, Why is, don't these yeah. fucking idiots know anything about this game because we're researching it in real time? But again, it's, th- it's a Square Enix problem. The fact that we don't know anything about this is in line with the same yep. thing of like people not understanding how Final Fantasy was going to be episodic until they'd finished it, you know? like yeah. I think Square can just be really bad at communicating the games they publish sometimes I, to the extent that I'm like, I
1: don't know I also, who knows what this is. I saw the first trailer for this and was just like... Ugh.
2: Yeah, I know there was a a stream that went up last week that people seem to really enjoy, but generally, which I've not watched yet, and I do intend to because that's the first time I've seen people react to it positively, but I agree the first time I saw it, I just basically was already not interested in it. I, I, I also have
1: such i have such marvel fatigue i don't want anything marvel ever i'm the complete again opposite point. like I'm i was I, I was looking I'm at it and i'm just like it.
3: this is it's like this is very early footage it's probably not going to come out for a while i can see the merit of this i really like marvel i can't wait to see their take on everything and then as we've gotten closer to release i'm just like this isn't a new take this isn't a new type of anything. They're not trying anything different. They're trying to get, they're trying mm. to sell you on cosmetics. They're trying to sell you on season passes. This is, I, I, I Count really. The main villain is apparently Modoc. Yes, yes. It is. Yes. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I could yeah. definitely see, I
1: can
0: definitely see. <laughs> Why? I
3: love MODOK. I can definitely see, you know, the, the next phases of Marvel doing stuff with Modoc anyway. Like, especially with the way they're, you know, they're going more cosmic with everything anyway. So it's like, Monarch kind of fits into a lot of their, you know, mythos that they're going for. But none of this is, like, none of this is new. I would not be, it's like, I know this is kind of, again, this is Crystal Dynamics. This is Square Enix. They're really big. But, you know, do you think that this might go free to play based off of, like, reception Mm -hmm. of how things, because I don't see this being, like, really pulling Uh. in any numbers as a $60 game after, like, a couple weeks of... I really do think that this is going to be very destiny one where the game comes out and everybody's just like and i'm done after an afternoon i
2: am going to take the total opposite stance uh in that i think that we and i try to remind myself this all the time uh we are not interested in this game as people who play video games
3: i was Um, (laughs) i'm so
2: interested i don't
1: know you guys are
3: okay
2: i'm gonna play it no matter what yeah. i've already established that um not even yeah, knowing yeah. what it is but i probably um, will too same we are a, more negative on it um as people who again play video games who know what destiny is who know what anthem is who <laughs> know how anthem failed you have yeah. to remember and i remind myself of this all the time that the general video game playing public is billions of people true. who have never seen a trailer of this game who don't care about how it looks, who just walk into a store and see yeah. Marvel's Avengers. Oh my God, it's a video game and buy it.
0: Yeah, easy. Yeah.
2: Those are the people that they target, not it's us. True. I think this game probably will sell quite well based on the license. It does also say that it's fully uh, playable single player but I suppose Anthem is too and I don't yeah, know how Yeah, Anthem is kind of definitely fully playable single player so record, is, technically so is Destiny while also, and Fallout 76 <laughs> while mm-hmm. acknowledging that they're broken so like I always want to say that too like I found Anthem fun it's broken and it needs a lot of work same as Fallout 76 yep. but I enjoyed playing both of them with my friends
3: doesn't mean it's not mm-hmm. fun doesn't mean it's not fun to play because Anthem can is can be bad and
2: fun right it Deadly can be bad and fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean
3: Alana you and I are very Deadly Premonition fans little game little favorite not game. great but I love it so much. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So I mean, Anthem's pretty. I like the idea of it, but you know, this feels like Anthem, the Marvel coding. <laughs> I agree that the license of this game will
0: carry it hard. Like there's there's no yeah. doubt about it. I think we even talk about it in Cadence feature. Um, and I think I know what this game is supposed to be. Like I got to play a like a slice of it at PAX and it felt good to me. Like it just and it does have a very like Destiny 2 format and the way that they're breaking out the way the mission types work, the single player campaign stuff is completely separate and it's like, it's exclusively single player. um, Oh, interesting. In that way, Mm -hmm. there's definitely missions that are like that, right? And then there's others that can be or can't be. So they're, they're curating it in a weird way, but the problem I think in what's like, setting off the anthem alarm, is basically like (laughs) this game is like five or six games in one with all the different character abilities, the way, how different every character plays, like what they're trying to do with the looter aspect of it, where we've seen games come out and try and do this and fail. It just seems impossible. So I'm really anxious to play it, especially given how little we know ramping up to, uh, you know, September 4th, apparently. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to probably do it for this topic. If anyone else has any, anything they want to say, about it. I mean, quick. I feel
2: like we could talk about it for ages. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. really yeah. do. That, again, say, that's like, why
3: the feature's coming out. We talked about it. We could length. do the rest of the show. Is this just
2: <laughs> Square getting this license and hmm. then wanting to monetize it as much as possible because it costs them a lot to get the license? I would love to see the numbers
3: for so. that. I would love to see just how much money they fronted to get this and I don't how know the much they know that yeah the thing is it's like <laughs> it would be so interesting to just be like here's how much they paid here's how much they stand to lose if this
1: fails and i'd love it's to be see it full because, of microtransactions, right oh it's sure, completely
3: yeah. full of it it's i mean again it's one of those things that like yeah i mean grinding for stuff like that but it's gonna be full of cosmetics i mean you have legacy costumes yeah. and and season passes and you know you know all sorts of stuff that they can go into but Uh, Evan, on the topic of things costing a lot of money. (laughs) There's an
1: infinite amount of things you could add.
3: Yeah, so be on the lookout for
0: it, Marvel's uh, Avengers September 4th, and on the topic, of course, Gaden, of games costing a lot of money, or costing you specifically a lot of money. Uh, $70 games are surely upon us now, I feel like is more uh, evident than ever. Of course, earlier this year, we had a story, um, or like an announcement from from 2K that said, hey, NBA uh, 2K21 is going to be $70, because we feel that it's has so much extra mm. value that it is worth it to add $10 to yeah. so this next gen title. At least it will be on, on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, and since you know, 2K has been out there kind of talking about it a little more, but the thing that really kind of cements this is now once there's like a little crack in the, the money dam, all the other publishers are starting to kind of swirl around. There mm-hmm. was an earnings call with Activision where the Activision's president was asked about prices for uh, next gen games. And he said, eh, we're gonna talk about that later. And that usually means, (laughs) oh crap, that's probably a thing that's gonna happen. Activision is now likely going to start charging you $70 for at least next gen titles. Um, And that probably won't, I don't think that'll feed backward into the current gen, but how how are y'all feeling about
3: this? I mean, $70 for the new Call of Duty Shooter Man? Yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) it's gonna happen we yeah. were expecting this for what the last five years we were almost expecting it for this current generation and it just it didn't happen. happen no matter what but it's it's an inevitability i mean uh, games used yeah. to be like i mean i paid eighty dollars for earthbound when it was new so that's like well, yeah like that's SNES, snes era
1: and Nintendo. Yeah, yeah those were like way more expensive it, it went down and then it went and then it slowly crept back up because yep. like xbox ps2 is 50 bucks that sounds about um, right um and then I don't remember what was like. Uh, what was PS One?
2: I can't comment on this at all because all of mine are in Australian prices. <laughs> well, that actually, so Alana, can So They're all wait, wait, like
3: two thousand $1, dollars. <laughs> can you convert on the fly? How much, how much should that be in Australian dollars? You're not like in back in time as well. I'm like, oh huh, yeah. god,
2: damn. It's about seventy cents to yes. a dollar. See, yeah. that's the um, that's the
3: totally like that's like skews these numbers so, so much. And it, it breaks this apart a little bit. That's $70 US. I mean, Australia has been paying $100 for a game oh, yeah. for a long, long time. And this is just, you know, going okay, to skyrocket it more. When
0: this, yeah, that's exactly it. Like when this price hike comes and uh, Activision and now we're all looking at Square, we're looking at Ubisoft and hopefully, you know, Sony and Microsoft aren't gonna be like, okay, well, everyone else is doing it. Um, you know, because- <laughs> Oh, Microsoft
2: be, won't do it. I don't think they will, no. no, everyone yet. else might. That's for a little sure. bit of a relief. Yeah. I don't know about um,
3: Nintendo. I don't think Nintendo would either. They're just like they're very firm with their pricing. They never, they very rarely fluctuate. I don't know. You can no, try to sales, buy
2: Nintendo Nintendo's different too for sure.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah if Nintendo's if you like try to like buy a new copy of Metroid Prime, and
0: that thing is still going to cost you sixty.
3: Well, the thing <laughs> is, is, yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's people that's other people selling it, but like no, you, I mean like if you bought it from their store, they would be like, hey, it was sixty bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, it's a Metroid title. We're not going to discount that. That's our first party title. You know why would we? Pikmin 3 Deluxe. They <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah.
1: discount games that have been out for like 10 years. They like yeah. just re-update them and it's like, okay, and this is $60 off. forever. <laughs> the it biggest sale for Nintendo first party price.
3: stuff? $5 off.
2: This <laughs> is a very interesting conversation, of the value one, where at this point, collectively, I've probably spoken to 50 different developers or publishers about the value of video games. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a different answer from every single fucking person you ask. So the $70, no matter what, is an arbitrary number. The way that you value something is just, what do you think people will pay for it? $70 doesn't mean anything. It's not they need $10 more to pay for rising costs. Garbage. Throw it out the window. It means literally <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, in some instances, having an extra $10 would potentially help a team. But generally, $70 is a number Effectively pulled out of the air uh, just based on the market data. How that much they think they can get away with. Yeah. We will pay $70, yeah. apparently. Um, I will. I hate I it, will. but I yeah. will. And they know that. So that's how they get their prices. But, you know, the they, devs often speak about how increasing, uh, it, I guess it's more publishers than individual devs, but increasing the cost is necessary because game development uh, has gotten so much more expensive. Same token, games are selling more than they've ever sold before, and are heavily monetized in ways that they have never been before. Yep. Uh, obviously, when you have a seventy dollars game that also has microtransactions, we know from Ultimate Team that you can make most of your company's total revenue at EA the the, the goddamn share that just <laughs> Ultimate Team has, which is also something that effectively costs them very little money. They don't have to market it because you're marketing marketing it to people who've already bought the game in the game digitally in terms of print oh, shit, the cards. I'm they're already in there. Like it's just oh, you are frozen Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Deep in thought. <laughs> uh it just it just they make so much money that you can't tell me that EA needs to spend or needs to charge $70 on a video game when I know that FIFA Ultimate Team can fund everything that they make until the end of time and that they shouldn't have closed Visceral and we damn get more it. Dead Space. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's <just> like you're <laughs> like a strobe light right now. There are instances where it kinda is true. Uh salaries are increasing, things haven't adjusted for inflation. So it's just so difficult to say if video games are priced correctly or not. I fall in the camp of, I think that gamers are being charged absurd amounts of money because people like Bobby Kotick are making however many million a year. The other Blizzard employees aren't getting shit. How about about use that
3: and actually pay your employees? How about we do that? Like if that $10 extra, you know what? Increase games to $100 if that money is actually going to your developers. I'll happily pay whatever, so long as you're actually paying your developers a fair share of the money. You're not going to, so I'm gonna be pissed about it. Or I literally would anyone agree. else than Bobby Kotick. Like, just give anyone else that money. Like, put that
0: <laughs> anywhere else into your company to make it better or make I, a better I product. I would agree, just but please. I don't
2: think that I should have to be paying for Bobby Kotick to keep his salary. No, <laughs> <I agree. laughs> take some of his fucking money and give it to the other people it, and agreed. keep my game the same agreed. price. So like, it's it's there's so many sides to this argument, and again, different devs I've spoken to have completely different points. Like Cliff Blazinski is absolutely on the side of no games should have risen in cost. Um, and he obviously has a wealth of experience in publishing mm-hmm. games and a failed studio. Like, you know, <laughs> there are there are different it's not a dig <laughs> like Cliff, but there are like absolutely different different uh sources for this saying totally different things. But my head has always been, and again from the maybe 50% of people uh in the industry who would agree is no, you are ripping <laughs> you are trying to get as much money out of video games as you possibly can, and you're still Jesus Christ, Patrick.
1: <laughs> you just realize yes. that, yeah.
2: <laughs> and you're still paying your CEOs forty million dollars annually and not paying your QA testers. It's just I, monetarily, I really don't like the way the games industry
3: functions. Yeah, right no, now. it's it's a it's a nightmare. And honestly, the it's like. It's not just the games industry or or anything like that. The animation industry is extremely similar in that respect of just like, we're not going to, we're not going to pay people properly, but guess what? You know, general CEO man is going to get, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars because he's general CEO man and he does general CEO stuff. I mean, of course Uh you're going to pay him so Uh much more money instead of, you know, the trickle down effect of everything, which it should exist where it's like. You know, If this person's getting paid more, then everybody should be getting paid more. That means you're being a success, but it doesn't work that way. And it just highlights the overall issues of the entire industry, and again, many industries, that it's just like, the people at the top are being paid a lot of money to do, question mark, meanwhile, like, everybody, yeah, meetings. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, the people who are actually actively developing the games that you love, the, the games that everybody plays, you know, pouring themselves into, you know, testing it and putting it together and making it an enjoyable experience, they're not being paid properly, and this $10 price hike isn't going to help them at all. And it's just a shame.
2: You can't tell me that Activision or 2K slash Take (laughs) Two, who, again fucking shock
3: cards yeah what how much money have, ten dollars more how much money does uh, gta 5 make in in microtransactions just like they
2: generally try not to share all of the details but i a believe it's the most amount profitable of money. yeah after ultimate team like it's it's absurd how much yeah. money they make and it's like again like i i want to recognize that there are instances where there are studios where i do think uh, they've had troubles with inflation and the rising cost of development. Um, I'm sure it's more difficult uh, now that a lot of people are working remotely. Like, there are definitely complications that I don't want to take away from those teams, but th- these two specifically,
1: 2K and Activision? Yeah. That Shut it's... your
3: goddamn mouth. Just for, just for... for How much did
1: 2K... Wait, 2K doesn't make FIFA, okay. but do they? No, no that's, that's EA. Okay, okay, you're but, right, you're but, right. You're but right. 2K is Take-Two, NBA so is Yes, yeah, Rockstar so, and 2K both make NBA. so yeah. much... Goddamn money
3: <laughs> yeah um according to according to this oh. we do know that gta 5 managed to make 595 million dollars in 2019 overall <laughs> it's like uh, oh my! this how um, old is this game now no, how old is you don't GTA need my ten dollars you son of a
1: bitch <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
1: how when did old it come out no. 2013 right it was 2019
3: and uh, 2019 it made uh 600 million dollars gta 5 came out 2013. yeah 2013 right yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's six God. years later. It's still making. Yeah. So bank. how much
2: money is it made? You know that whole time, and it's going to continue to make money. And like, I love GTA. Like, I play GTA Five every week too. Like, yep. I'm a part of that. I'm not taking that away from it. I'm not saying that that game isn't uh, isn't super fun. Um, it's just you aren't the company that needs this and it's not going to go to any of the things that I'm concerned about. Right. Nope. The point is just that you know that I'm going to do it. Um, and I always want to bring that up because I feel like anytime this discussion comes up, there is a part of the games community who will say, but, you know, what about the poor dev? Who need the poor money? I'm like... Some I mean, of them yeah. Do. Have, buy about, an indie how, game how twice, if that's what you uh, care about. Like, it's my you know. favorite
3: thing to do. Is as soon as like uh, anytime, anytime a game comes from like another platform to the Switch, I'll absolutely buy it again. Especially for, it's like, hey, this indie game was I was playing it on Xbox don't came to Switch, I'll buy it again. I did it with Shovel Knight. I bought it on every platform because I love that game so much. And I just wanted yeah, to support them. A
2: lot of indie does have had a lot of success with that. They're also like people have reported a lot of success with Game Pass where their games are yep. on Game Pass and then their sales increase even when they're off Game Pass because then more people know about their games. It's stuff like that is really good for indies. The Switch has been fantastic for indies. Um, I know there are some that uh, someone just reported today, this morning I was I was reading uh, certain indie games because the eShop is a little bit too flooded now.
3: Yeah, it's a little uh, having it's a, little, a little bit yeah, of trouble yeah.
2: finding their footing uh, which is a huge bummer but for games that are ported to the Switch for sure and that that's the thing. It's like
3: that's I'm the not going to let
2: you try and tell me
3: yeah, that's that the... any
2: Activision game needs to be $10 more but yeah. if you feel that way and you care about devs just go buy an indie game you like more than once.
3: <laughs> also yes. Nintendo Seriously. tweet about it. Also Nintendo fix your eShop so things are actually Fucking searchable because it is a absolute mess. Nintendo
2: an online service. I know. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm asking for happen. miracles in 2020. It's oh, a that's happen. a terrible
0: yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely want to give Patrick a chance to express his disdain for our corporate overlords. Go for it, Patrick. So, <laughs> roast him. Wait, what? Yeah, I just what I just want to hear your take. Uh, you, you know, you, you had a little bit of a technical difficulty, and mm, just I just want to see how you're feeling all around. Oh, oh, I, think it's, I think it's great. I think it's great.
1: I hope. I hope they uh able to buy that yacht i hope they're able to buy those jet skis i don't know if any of you anyone here, has ever ridden a jet ski but it's really really fun uh and i just really hope that all those ceos get to have that same experience uh the freedom of riding on a jet ski <laughs> of course. so i'm all for it i think i think even higher if that's what it takes to honestly you know add a add an indoor pool for the winter seasons (laughs) long enough to jet ski on. yeah
3: Yeah, you know what exactly go from that 60-foot yacht to a 70-foot yacht that's where that ten (laughs) dollars comes in
1: exactly um so yeah i'm all for it i think i think games need to be more expensive uh yeah Across the board, <laughs> everything needs to be more expensive, I think. I think so. that's a yep. pretty good, you know, a uh, pretty good wrapper for, for this conversation. I, I tend yep. to
0: agree, Alana. I think. You know, even if the argument is in good faith that developers could use more money, you know, inflation this, you know, game prices haven't changed forever. I think the fact that, like you kind of mentioned before, that Activision and 2K are the ones ushering in this new era of, of higher priced games. If you think review bombing and like people angry about small <laughs> features is bad now, wait until I have to pay an extra $10 for Call of Duty and it's not as good as the last one. I think stuff is going to get real ugly out there. Uh, At the at the beginning of this transition and and of course, I think people are gonna feel hurt if like, you know Overwatch 2 or or Diablo 4 games that we've already seen trailers for know are coming are now going to be $70 I think people are gonna Mm -hmm. be looking at those trailers and those demos with a a little bit more detail and and uh, Be a little bit more offended about it But
2: the sad bad news is that these companies don't care Mm -hmm. and I try to express this where I can (laughs) is that For any publicly traded company you are not the market Gamers are not the ones that they're selling things to. It is the stock market and the shareholders. They actually don't care what you, as a person who plays video games, think. They care about what the stock market thinks. What, you're telling
3: me that Activision doesn't actively care about us? I mean, we knew that for a long time. The
2: only (laughs) thing that changes my mind is that that EA is actually making skate. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I know. i can't work on the stock market. No, see,
3: that's not them caring. It's just like, you get one every couple of years. This is your one.
1: We'll see. That was like,
2: game, microtransactions out the office. That was
1: cooked <laughs> up in like a PR lab. They were like, "We got to every once in a while, you know, we got to do something to." It's, like, it's a we can EA afford to even waste care about this PR money. though, right? Like, no, they don't. No, they EA don't. do EA Originals
2: <laughs> not. is such a good program <laughs> that yeah. I, I always try and talk about again. Is like a thing that if the company is doing bad stuff, I want to talk about good stuff. EA Originals, every game that EA publishes that is in the EA Originals program, I think the most recent is Rocket Arena. Uh, the yeah. Independent studio, owns the IP, and makes all of the profit. Hell yeah. Most people don't know that because EA just doesn't talk about it, which is so weird because it is a fant- It is literally the best deal for indies. In that yeah. any indie studio, uh, like Fea, for example, is a game made by Zoink, who basically, they make that game. Everyone knows what it is. They continue making more games with this brand new audience. They 100% profit. EA just takes their marketing costs back. It's like having the biggest publisher in the world pay for all of your marketing and not take any money it's fantastic but they don't tell people because they don't Give a fuck what we think about them. They yeah. only care about the stock market.
0: Go to hell yeah. off, Alana. Let's go. Yeah, I know. you think they would talk about it after being like the top running company for winning that world's worst game, world's worst company. Yeah. I mean, they're their yeah. evil mustache, oh, yeah. but
3: also like, but here's oil. some, here's Insurance some companies. For you.
1: are worse. the Of course. Or oil. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There oh, are definitely cable worse companies. companies, internet yep. service providers. As much what? as no, I love them.
3: ISPs are fantastic, Patrick. What are you yeah. talking about? I didn't have internet problems all morning.
1: Those were all like on the top of that list, I think, before the gamers found the list. True. <laughs> Sorry, I the you've you. been trying to get
3: us out
2: of here. Yes, as much <laughs> as I
1: love dunking on rich people, we do need to move on. Uh Fall
0: Guys is a new game that came out this week. Uh it's a battle royale, more or less uh it reminds me yeah. It's Mario Party Battle Royale, yeah, but it it has just such a a, like a nicer kind of package I guess it's like it it fits into that wholesome games category uh, to an extent There's a lot of bright colors your characters aren't machine gun wielding uh, Rambo's they are like cute (laughs) uh, shapes basically with uh, the super cute faces and uh, It was a success at first I think the the narrative on this is just such a roller coaster to follow, and mostly you can just scroll back down to the Fall Guys official Twitter and read these tweets as they're coming. Um, but you know, it kind of started as this one tweet uh, from Fall Guys from the Fall Guys account where they said, uh, "When we say Fall Guys has experienced a lot of traffic, we had over 1.5 million new players in the first 24 Holy hours. Shit. Uh, yeah, so just really successful, but." Then things yeah. took a turn. The servers got <laughs> overloaded, so oh no! But then oh no! People are starting to review bomb us because the servers are not working very well, mm. and it just kind of took off from there. This is a story yeah. that probably would have never made it onto the daily, but I, so I wanted to talk about it here uh, because review bombing sucks just in general, and it's I think it should, we should point it out and say don't don't do that. Um, but also, it's fun to see like an indie come out and be like, hey, we've got a battle arena, and it's pretty
1: good.
2: I think this game's fantastic. It is published by Devolvo, so technically it in itself is not an indie game, but an yes. indie studio for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I love it. I think it's super fun. Um, I'm going to convince my sister to, to get it on PlayStation and play it with her this weekend. <laughs> we haven't played games together since I've lived in the U.S., and I'm like very excited about this game particularly. Um, and it, it's, it's such a shame to see it review-bombed as... The reason people are review bombing it is because it is such a good game to an extent that the indie studio didn't expect that so many people want to play it you're basically Mm -hmm. review bombing it because it's too good and they couldn't handle how good it is. They if I could turn my to face into success. an upside
0: down happy face emoji, I think that's the expression for this. They, one, yeah. Like, yeah. they literally I like, like this game so much that you're going to cause harm to the people who made it by, you know, hurting their chances to sell more copies by trying to make people think that it's a bad game when in fact they're really just kind of experiencing technical difficulties. And sometimes companies deserve the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say like EA or Activision or you know, it gets weird, but. Battlefield 4,
2: dude. That game launched yeah. with a shit ton of problems and it didn't get review-armed. Yeah. Um, SimCity yeah. as well. Like, if EA go. has those problems, just yeah. sh- shut on the EA again. Yeah. Uh, if EA has those issues, a little little baby Devolver game is allowed to have those issues. Oh, and I, I think people-
3: million players in 24 again. hours. You are frozen again, Patrick. <laughs>
2: no. I think people should be allowed to air criticisms. I'm not going to say that you can't complain yes. about service being out for a game you bought. Like, I think that's totally fair. You're allowed to mm-hmm. uh, you know, complain that something you purchased is not functional. It is really just that in this instance specifically, they're jumping on it so quickly when we give so much more lenience to much bigger companies that it's a huge bummer to see. But also I think the game has taken off so well that it hopefully the review mums won't actually matter. Yeah,
3: Yeah. well, I mean, they turned around like later that day. Yes. (laughs) Like it changed immediately. But it's like 1.5 million players, first 24 hours. This is a small studio. They were probably expecting maybe, you know, one one hundredth yeah. of that <laughs> yeah. i
2: you know i actually don't think the studio is that small either i think I, I, i'll google this to check but i think if i read correctly it is over a hundred people so they're not Real really time? tiny but it's still an indie you know like yeah. it's just a successful indie basically. i didn't know
3: that i I, just I, I think so but i need to double check they, yeah, did, uh, they right. did gears pop too oh yeah they, it's also did a really, they also did a really fun game murder by numbers which i really enjoyed they have a staff um, of 230. so, okay. not, so a it's, studio, it's not a small studio not
2: a tiny baby indie right but <laughs> yeah, I it's it was also like more.
3: you you break that up it's like you would we don't know what those you know what those you know break down into team size it's like this could have been a small team while another team's working on another games like they with a studio that size and they're indie they could be working on a bunch of law lo- a lot of small projects all at once and Hold this look, could is have this just,
2: the studio that made had a full boyfriend <laughs>
3: No. Yeah, that, that would make a lot they did of sense. It's the
2: remake. To yeah. What Caden is saying. Yeah. So
0: uh, it, it's independent in the sense that, you know, and like you pointed out, uh, Alana, Devolver is now a pretty successful publisher. I feel like there was a time when Devolver publishing games didn't, like, take games out of that indie classification. It's weird. We could do a whole podcast about it. They're fucking about,
1: killing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Devolver so. doesn't no
2: indie even mean anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. is Journey an indie game? It was published by PlayStation. Is right. it indie?
1: And it was Not like, yeah.
2: but it's still little really. in game. Like, it's super, <laughs> yeah. it is really complicated. And uh, looking at this uh, studio's list of, of games that they've made, Mediatonic specifically, they seem to be one of those studios who, um, just similar to how Rocket League started out, I believe, mm. yep. they make a bunch of licensed games for other people. Um, I think even Platinum has done this a bunch. Yeah, um, Platinum
3: did Transformers, Platinum did Legend of Korra, Platinum Korra. Did, uh, a, they did, they worked with, um, uh, with Square Enix on Nier Automata. and so they've done a lot of like we're working. Wait, didn't with Platinum one
2: hundred percent make Nier Automata?
3: Well, the thing is, is it's it was through Square Enix that they published it,
2: right? Yes. So it's like, um, but I think Nia was literally Yokotaro's idea. That was Yoko Taro's idea, but
3: it's still one yes. of those things that's yeah. like, this is we're working with big studio to make thing, in in a lot of different ways. So they have a right. lot of like fingers in in a bunch of pies. But yeah, this one's like when I it mean, comes to
2: license games, basically my point is. This is how these little studios make a ton of money to then make the thing they want to make. So that's what happened with Psyonix and Rocket League is they they made a bunch of licensed games, and then they make that big game. Fall yep. Guys could, in theory, be that game for Mediatonic, although it seems like they've made a bunch of stuff and are probably doing just yeah. fine. So not that little is worth noting. I did want to point that yeah. out. <laughs> um, is published by Devolver, but it's still an indie studio. You know, I still want to see them succeed and have a good time. and. Succeed in a landscape where the most popular (laughs) games are are Fortnite and Call of Duty. You know, yeah, (laughs) it's nice to see. It's it's such a
1: clever way, though, to get into that that niche of like the battle royale thing. The like super competitive but highly streamable, very Mm -hmm. entertaining to watch because they have like I mean, it's got that very cute, goofy-looking aesthetic, but it also taps into that like. uh, Do you ever watch like MXC? It is. MXC. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's like Taki, Takeshi's Castle was the original version yeah. or something. Uh, and I mean, they're literally pulled from that. There are challenges in that game that are just MXC. We were talking absolutely. about, I was talking about this last night. The other thing with this game that is driving me insane. I think I won't play it again, probably because of this. Not because it's a bad game. It's an incredible game. I, I haven't had like gamer rage <laughs> for, I like 10, for like 10 years until playing this game is this is this I your basically like, stopped playing heated game online <laughs> no not like that <laughs> i basically stopped playing any like competitive multiplayer games because i i'm just bad at them and i don't want to put in the time to get good at it i i just prefer rpgs and that kind of a thing that's my type of game i guess but uh this got me like angry
2: it's it is very upsetting. Yeah. When
1: you're playing as like a little hard boiled egg, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous to get that upset over it. But I, I got so mad that I like freaked my cat out. My I cat keep thinking, was like, Can
2: you imagine if this game had universal voice chat? How bad Oh, it would no. I oh, saw so you streaming it and talking
1: about that the other day a lot. The most yeah. frustrating part is like when there's just an entire crowd of people and they're like knocking each other over and you can't get through because 40 other players are all trying to cram into that one little area. Or and they it's grab like, grab you just, Fucking
2: move. I just <laughs> uploaded a video about it this morning. And the first comment that I can see having not read the comments is I rage uninstalled the game twice already.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you get to so wear a French fry costume. So it's <laughs> awesome. Sounds great. Great.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's, it's super fun. And, uh, it is,
3: it's a great game. It really is. The interesting thing
2: about, about battle Royales from a development perspective is, um, They are, in theory, kind of easy to make because the content is not actually the game itself or the addition of making content for the game. They don't have that many rounds. The content is what other players do. So you get your enjoyment from other people rather than just from what the game has to do, which makes it a viable game to continue updating and supporting because they don't Mm. have to do it constantly. You don't constantly need new maps because the fun is other people. I feel like this game will be supported and be popular for quite some time and I hope so because I'm I'm really enjoying it.
0: That's well said. I think to book in this topic, the tweet two days ago, I think from Fall Guys after all of the drama, they said, wow, you all are seriously the best. You've positive bombed our review score back to mostly positive. I didn't know that was a thing. Thank you so much for your belief in what we're building (laughs) here. Hopefully server issues will continue to prove community of the year 2020. Thank (laughs) you from Fall Guys. So." Uh, a a story with a lot of ups and downs and ultimately hopefully a happy ending Um, but our next story that we're going to talk about we actually covered on the daily uh, the day that we're recording this uh, which is the uh, new uh, numbers reports that are coming in from Nintendo actually so sales reports are in uh, a lot of statistics and stuff as we saw with the earnings call from Activision obviously all the Q2 stuff is coming in all the kind of Um, speculation about what the year is gonna look like so we're halfway through it uh, is all coming in and these numbers are absolutely bonkers Alana you actually wrote this story so I want to let you take it from here Mm.
2: Uh, well I'd have to bring the story up because I can't remember the numbers (laughs) 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 yeah basically the Nintendo switch is selling tremendously well and year-over-year for Q1 They were up over 400% profit, which is absolutely nuts because Q1 is traditionally not a very good quarter for anyone, but especially not for Nintendo who don't bring out a lot of good games. Uh, The reason for that is largely Animal Crossing, um, and the pandemic has significantly helped Nintendo. Animal Crossing is probably very quickly going to be the highest-selling game on the Switch. It's currently Mario Kart, but that came out three years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, and Animal Crossing is really not far behind. Uh, These numbers are just like... They're beating uh, Xbox and uh, PlayStation both right now. Um, Which, uh, you know, when everyone's talking about console wars so obsessively right now, I didn't expect. (laughs) But, um, okay, I have the dock up. It is 61.44 million units sold. Just about to overtake the NES. Uh, They are 470,000 behind. Um, And then when it comes to, yeah, Animal Crossing was 22.4 million. Copies of Animal Crossing sold.
1: That's one third. It
2: it's absolutely insane. Um yeah, their, their total damn. profits are up by five hundred and forty-one percent. Holy shit. Yeah. It's it's nuts.
0: Um It's unprecedented. I mean, I know that um maybe the rising tide for for game sales in general because of COVID related stuff is climbing, right? We're seeing that with the Activision earnings report we talked about earlier. We're seeing that with uh, 2K had an earnings report as well, where they said, yeah, we're doing great. I saw a story from PlayStation saying like, hey, our digital sales are through the roof. In-game purchases are through the roof. We're we're making tons of money over here too. Um, But this Nintendo one just kind of takes the cake in terms of, I think a lot of people on Twitter were also mostly surprised, you know, people in the industry about how, just how well. We knew Animal Crossing was big, but I think it's... Going to it's already surpassed like Super Smash Brothers. It's one of the best selling titles. It's and in then,
2: the top 50 yeah. best selling games of all time.
0: Yep. yep already. Yep. And and it's coming for it I think Mario Kart's number one miles. Right right on. <laughs> but it, it it is coming for that top spot. Um I
3: I were you surprised? Is anybody surprised here about Animal Crossing? No, not at all. I mean, considering the the, the timing of it all, it, it was just it was a lightning in a bottle. It was bound to happen. I mean, in any other circumstance, I don't necessarily think that this would have like done as gangbusters as it did, but people uh, who, who love animal crossing have been feral for a new animal crossing game for a very long time. Every single Nintendo direct, it was just like, give us animal crossing, give us animal crossing. And the moment they had that little bit of trailer, people exploded. There was news stories everywhere. People were talking about it. So, but again, you know, thinking about what Alana said earlier, it's like, Yeah, that's games, though. That's people who absorb and love and cherish and exist in games consistently. But... For
2: context, lifetime (laughs) sales for New Leaf, 12.45 million. Yes. That ain't enough.
3: No, not at all.
2: 22 million in three months. Right, and exactly not. It was not
1: fans that were playing this. No. it was friends of fans and yep. parents of those fans and it's, kids or it's, whatever. It's like, all word of mouth stuff that happened. It's just like, well,
3: we're stuck in quarantine. I can't see you. And it's like, well, I'm playing this game that I can go and visit your house with my with my little person. And people people have been
1: doing weddings. People yeah. have been doing uh, you talk, know, it's shows. Like talk shows. Talk yeah. shows. So much doing- fun. There's nothing to do. It's just chores. <laughs> uh and there's a 20 minute cutscene every time you come to my island i disagree (laughs) entirely there's
3: so much fun to be had in animal crossing great it's 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 okay I, i i really do equate a lot of the animal crossing fun to minecraft where it's like at its basis it's like you do a bunch of stuff you get a bunch of things and then you're done but it's what you make of it. And again, people have been making talk shows, people have been making game shows, people have been doing weddings, they've been having family reunions, they've been doing all sorts of stuff, you know, and this is where all that, you know, profit comes in. It's like, you get to spend time with people who you cannot see right now. And it's in this uh, I-, I concept of, well, we can't really do anything else. I'm bored of everything that's on TV. Nobody reads anymore, and my Spotify <laughs> playlist is completely ruined because I listened to one Ariana Grande song one time, and it ruins everything. But you know, it's like this is a new outlet for people, and there's a you know new eyes on the gaming industry because it's like, oh, I get to go outside, but I'm inside. Of course, I'll do that.
2: I played a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, I haven't touched it in honestly a few weeks. Like I think I said earlier, I'm scared to go back because I'm uh, worried they'll hate me but um <laughs> part of it for me was definitely being locked in an apartment and looking at an environment yeah. that's I know I know how silly it sounds but like it's sunny and outdoors and grassy it's just yeah. like something about that felt like it was mentally beneficial for me uh I feel like it was I don't know just really pleasant and yeah I spent Easter. Um, in Animal Crossing with my friends on Bunny Day, we like made sure we completed the tasks. And I'm like, you know what? That could have been a really sad day where I miss my family and I don't know when I'm gonna see them again. And you know, we're always together on holidays like that. But then I found a different kind of experience through Animal Crossing that I really, really enjoyed. And it gives you
1: something to do instead of just like being on a Zoom call with people. (laughs) Yeah. It's like there's, there's a task, I guess, in this case, chores i mean <laughs> even just uh, having video little video games yeah. look <laughs>
3: it's a game and it has fishing that's all any game really needs this is like give fishing, us fishing mini games fishing mini games. give me give me give me yep loving the bits Shout out to uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen! Hell yeah. Oh my god, that minigame was so, it's a, so good. So good. It's really good.
0: I do want to get into listener questions. But I think the, the other thing that we kind of briefly touched on here is hardware sales in terms of Switch compared to Wii, compared to Wii U. And of course, the sleeper that nobody really talks about for some reason, I guess because it's a handheld, is that the DS and the 3DS actually did sell pretty gangbusters. But oh yeah. Switch is kind of on track to, to kind of destroy some of these numbers, which is... It
2: looks like it'll overtake the 2DS and 3DS... I don't think it'll ever overtake the wii because the wii you know your mom owned a wii uh that's what i wrote in the script today. your
1: mom owned a wii, yeah. Owned a wii. M- M- m-u-m
2: was... yeah i did i did write mom i'm not localizing <laughs> don't make me assimilate uh but you know i don't i don't think it'll get that big but um it probably will overtake the 2ds and 3ds maybe not the
3: original nintendo we need, DS. we need a wii fit basically something to bundle in and then it might overtake the wii but I have been I meaning
2: to get Ring Fit Adventure
3: it was, but it's sold out Ring it was been, Wii sports. It was
1: sports that sold it it was right. the fucking Wii Sports the, bundle a that, that just Ring just fit came with
2: everything. work the same way for the Switch then it might be okay but they've also had stock issues
1: yeah. and stuff so
3: yeah I mean it took uh, it took me what like seven months to be able to get a copy of Ring Fit yeah I still have it's, n- it's now finally coming back in stock well, actually,
1: now yeah. that was the best thing about Wii Sports is it didn't require a single peripheral yep. you just had the controller I mean you could buy all the dumb attachments and stuff but like they didn't do anything so mm. if they just them. made switch sports and bundled the yeah. damn thing in there boom yep the Probably Wii is destroyed I, mean, I don't know yeah. that you know it would have you know who knows now what goes, I mean what think about in, it now like what factors into a, a console being a huge seller like the Wii was um but it does feel like I mean just having that game that you buy it it's out of the box you can use it it was also the novelty of motion controls yeah. I think true that helped, that helped at the time but
2: Also worth noting, Nintendo are really the only ones who consistently make profit off of hardware.
3: Yep. The other
2: two don't. They will make virtually none nintendo does consistently profit off of hardware the they almost had a misstep
0: there with with 3ds and because of the ambassador program it wasn't doing so hot for them at first and then yeah. also wii u i think was another <laughs> ambassador for...
3: program
1: or i love the wii. Wii. it's so okay, funny i'm a fucking <laughs> wii, wii u apologist for life <laughs> it's so funny how they're I just like let's uh, wii u. it's i, I yeah. love
3: it and it's great and it's fantastic it. and Brilliant. you know backwards compatible bro you got the yeah, whole wii I mean, library. it's fantastic good shit yeah
1: i love how nintendo is just like yeah so we're uh everyone else is doing like 4k 60 whatever uh why don't we why don't we make a ps2 <laughs> but it's some hand, cardboard, but you it's handheld and we that. have mario and, yeah. and it just blows everyone else out of the water <laughs> i mean don't you want to play you
3: know mario on your handheld ps2 i sure shit <laughs> yes
1: i do and i have and i do regularly <laughs>
3: I need I this. Fucking love it. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Let's let's get into it. Uh, let's move on to listener questions. Of course, uh, I'm hosting today, so I feel like I need to play pay my blood tax to number one, the No Fan Dylan at Scott German, who asks, "What's your favorite Donkey video? I love watching his best games of 2016 video. Are you Donkey fans? Anybody in here? We'll answer some
1: of these kind of quick because I want to get to as many as we can. I but. don't think I've ever watched the Donkey video. There's my well, big idea. confession. <laughs> for the podcast, I, I like, I like Donkey. I don't know if I could tell you a favorite. Okay. I think I, I like saw some
2: one of his Breath of the Wild videos and found that to be quite That's funny. That's the but one
1: for me. Yeah. I also
2: made an IGN video while I worked at IGN that people like share all the time as though it's super credible. And I, uh, mm. I remember watching it and being like, this person has a dramatic misunderstanding of how this mm. works.
0: Is it was uh, for the uh, review, criticism probably was probably the one. I don't, There's something I don't for everyone remember. I just mean. remember
2: watching it with yeah. people because I think yeah. I was still working there and being like, I understand where you're getting these points from, but you're so off base as someone who actually... Yeah,
3: I think I think I may have seen one of his Skyrim videos like way back when Hmm. and that's about it I, I I do enjoy the
0: the Breath of the Wild one the Tony Hawk's pro skater bit is like pretty good and I, I think honestly the first time I like got introduced to them, and this is the same thing with bands. It's like when I listened to them first, they were way better. But like when <laughs> he was just clowning on people in Overwatch, I thought that was pretty fun, like laying down as as widow and just like dodging sniper shots and stuff and just, just clowning on yeah. people. I do I respect Donkey though, stuff. because
3: every time people are just like, Donkey play play an RPG. So it's like I'm not gonna like it, and I'm gonna tell you I hate it and you're gonna hate me for it. And they're just like, do it anyway. He does it, and then they hate him for it. So it's like I told you. So I totally respect that a hundred percent.
0: Uh, cool. Let's move on. Uh, Austin uh, Vonde, I'm going to say, at Austin Vonde underscore Vande, uh, asks, should backwards compatibility be the standard, or is it unrealistic to make developers rework next-gen consoles to run older games? Is there a limit of how far backwards, uh, far back backwards compatibility should go, like Xbox One, playing original Xbox games? Does uh, BC justify higher cost, co- backwards compatibility justify higher cost consoles?
2: It There's almost no excuse now to be backwards compatible for the last generation because the uh, hardware is so similar. Yeah. Uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to the original Xbox, it is a lot more complicated. They have a whole dedicated team working on that. Um, it That is a lot more difficult. It is not as simple as just running an emulator. There are a lot of tricks at play. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now, you have no excuse.
0: Especially with cloud stuff coming, I, yep. I don't know. Let's let's see. I, I think there is probably a good argument here about like the retro gaming experience, and I think about analog just uh, the analog pocket just had pre-orders open up yeah, yeah. Th- this yep. week. And that stuff is really, really cool, especially for us who like to capture all sorts
3: of games and mm-hmm. old games. It makes our job a lot easier if we can just get an HDMI feed and do that. There's also a video game yeah. preservation aspect to it all, which is just like, there are games that you just can't play anymore. And as time goes on, you know, there's going to be degradation of like all those old carts. I keep talking about it and it's like, it's it's not going to get any younger. You know, eventually you're not going to be able to play Earthbound on something or you're not going to be able to play, you know, some of those more niche games. It's just not going to happen yeah. because they're just going to disappear and it's, it's you know, the I mean, the fact that Nintendo, and I'm going to call out Nintendo on this, they don't have that eShop anymore. They don't have any of that. They have this Netflix thing where every once in a while they'll throw an NES game or a Super Nintendo game on there. It's like, that is not even like one one millionth of you know all the games that are on there and games are going to start disappearing it's just going to happen and you're going to miss out on your they favorites won't,
1: they won't disappear because everything has been like everything is downloadable as a rom until nintendo like sues everybody though. into the game so yeah, they're the gone ground. they're gone yes a lot of those sites are gone especially uh, a lot of the ones that had that and again, were Nintendo yeah, Alana, are to straight Alana's up point, gone. illegally but Yes, illegally, but, like, it's not hard to find. It's not <laughs> it's, hard I to mean, download. Magic, it, I think no...
2: they'll keep doing it because they make so much money from it. Oh, I accidentally mm-hmm, deleted my background.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: magic is backwards compatibility
1: <laughs> an important feature to you? Like, is do you think you need it? For... It's convenient. Yeah. It's... I'd rather be able to do it that way than download ROMs. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to yeah. fucking... I don't get... Like, no one is... I'm sorry. I don't. I don't really feel bad about downloading something that came out 40 <laughs> years ago, or you know, no, maybe not 40 years <laughs> no, ago. You downloading? You're
3: downloading? You're it's <laughs> like <laughs> the,
1: if there the isn't, if they stuff. have not pre- if they have not presented me with a way to legally download something, then I and play it without having to spend a bunch of money on an old ass console that I also need a CRTV to play or whatever. Like I'm going to download it. Totally. That
2: is how most piracy happens. It's not yeah. actually a money issue. It's a convenience issue for the most mm-hmm. part. So yeah. not even I,
1: convenience, but like spending so much goddamn money to get like a good N sixty four is not cheap. Just yeah, just, just ask me. With I have the two. US with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have one. I have one. Okay, I there do you have go. like old yeah. consoles as well. But it's just like shout
2: out to that community who are very good at refurbishing those. those oh yeah, some, like solid yeah. community keeping
0: yeah. the N sixty four alive. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move on to the next question by Deval Frenzy. At Deval Frenzy says, uh, or ask, the recent situation with uh, xCloud and the Apple App Store may be the first of many potential conflicts with other big tech firms who are trying to get into gaming. Microsoft is a big company too, but could Google, Amazon, and Apple slow this momentum from xCloud? And yeah, we just saw a story about this that maybe mm. XCloud doesn't come to apple devices because of the terms and service of the app store and yep. in- yeah.
1: purchases, mm-hmm. hmm. which
2: i did not expect to happen but yeah, i guess that's, that's a thing um
1: so if you don't know um all every, pretty much everything that runs through the apple store requires like a profit share with apple they get yeah. cut. And it's the same with uh like Amazon with Fire TV with Google Chrome, things like that. The same so with that's... the
2: Windows store and the PlayStation
1: yep.
3: Store. Yeah, there's a there's a but there's a little that's bit off why,
1: the why that's why certain streaming websites won't be available on streaming platforms, even though they're available on every single other streaming platform. You know, maybe it's not on Roku, maybe it's not on uh, Fire TV, whatever Chrome. It's because they have these weird deals where they have to pay a certain amount of money and they can't agree to terms. Sure, it's the same thing here.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I think Apple Store has very bullish about this. It's the reason that the Steam app also kind of sucks uh, or sucks uh, mm-hmm. on iOS devices. And I mean, for some of us, like that will be enough to convince you to dr- drop out of the Apple ecosystem uh, because being able to have access to your uh, like Games Pass library on the go, like anytime you want, or xCloud library, uh, is a really cool feature. And if you love games in that way, I think it's maybe you just pick up like, you know, a, a Wi-Fi enabled Android device or something. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that. like,
3: I have a, I have have a I have a burner Android phone. Yeah. I'll just tether it to my iPhone and then I'll play it on that. I don't know what it. I was
2: thinking of doing too, is I've yeah. got a Razer, this Razer gaming phone that I think that I'll probably use, but... It, I mean yeah it sucks I like I wish I could do this on my my iPhone it's such a bummer um, It's like
3: just know. be nice to each other come on <laughs> let let gamers play games that's all we want to do We know the corporations don't care about that Caden. <laughs> I know but you know it's like I know
1: I'm Gotta I'm asking make a big I wonder, money. I wonder, I'm asking for nice things some... in 2020
3: I know it's a terrible idea I know they're not going to do I'll it be doing that. Just, I can't I wonder if there'll be I'm some sorry. kind
1: of like mobile like browser work around the way there is with so I don't know if like if sure. you've ever done this but with uh the kindle store on ios you're you can't buy anything through the kindle app right amazon won't let you because they don't want to share the money what's up waylon <laughs> um but you can go to amazon in your browser and buy stuff yes on the, mm-hmm. the same phone it's just you can't do it through the app because the app comes through the goes through the app store. Oh, I'm we sure really there's going to be. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that so the. I'm sure scene is like going to a... figure
3: something out in like a minute or two. There's always somebody figuring something out to like weasel one around the big mega corporations. And you know what? Hell yeah! <laughs> it, this <laughs> happened with Comixology yeah.
0: when Amazon bought them up and you can mm-hmm. no longer buy your comics like through the Comixology app, which is just yeah. why <laughs> They had to change everything
3: over. Yeah, that kind of ruined uh, things for me. To be honest, I had. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was doing. I mean, it was just easier for me to amass all my my Marvel and DC and IDW stuff in there it was just so much easier and then that functionality got taken away and I bought less comics on it because yeah, me of that yeah. Yeah. I could see the, the
0: browser work around, though. That stuff's getting really good. If you're going to be able to do xCloud stuff through a browser, I could see them being like, hey, here's the Microsoft browser on your iPhone. Oh, whoops. <laughs> this actually connects yeah. to xCloud. Have Oopsie fun. Oopsie daisy. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, that's the way. But let's move on to the next question, which is from Mason at uh, Basil Spice asks, should DLC content be revealed before a game's release, or should it be a teaser announcement comparing Marvel Avengers Hawkeye and Spider-Man DLC announcement months before versus Witcher's three promise of DLC by the following spring? I guess what this question mm-hmm. is really kind of asking is like, do you, you need to know? Should you have more information about what's in DLC content? I guess. But what wait I mean. a minute.
1: It's not months before. We just went over this. That game yeah. comes out in <laughs> less than a month. Day, than they a just month. announced both of those um, things. So, I, I mean, think that
2: it can be shitty if you. I don't know. I think this one's sort of on consumers. Here's the thing if you buy a season pass and you don't know what's in it, you bought it. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I feel like there shouldn't necessarily be rules about dlc because it's opt-in so it's up to you if you want to buy it or not rather than them making you
1: buy it not to mention this is also just character dlc yeah it's not like big story dlc this is adding a character
3: yeah like in the in the in the concept of the witchers dlc that's like huge it was huge dlc and they didn't even it's like they didn't even probably know the full scope of things until like months into development. And by that point, you know, they're already working. It's like the game's released and it's like, well, we don't have anything we can cut for this right now because we're still working on whatever this is actually going to be. There's working titles and stuff like that. They want to say, it's like, there's going to be DLC. We can't tell you more about it because heck we don't even really yeah, know. I still the full think Blood and Wine that. is the
2: best DLC I've ever played. It's absolutely it's
3: incredible. so I, good. Yeah. Uh, Blood and Wine and Minerva's Den are probably like, Yeah. Side by side for me. I loved Minerva's Den so much.
2: The Bioshock Infinite DLC Burial at Sea was also really oh, good. Yeah,
3: it was very interesting, interesting. Yeah. but yeah. Subverted right.
0: my expectations very well. I yeah. want to do two more questions as fast as we can, because I know we're right. running, running out of the clock here. Um... And the first one is, I think, kind of applies to, to some of us who've been in games for a while, or working in post-production for a while. And Paul David asks, what or at Paul, at underscore Paul DS, asks, what are your thoughts on G4 returning? Did any of you watch G4 when it was on? And what do you want uh, the rebranded network to show and look like? Quick answers for this one, because I want to end on, a, on another As question. As an
2: Australian, G4 did not air that I know of. I know nothing of yeah. G4, any of those hosts, or anything about that entire network.
0: Sure. So no Morgan Webb, no no Literally Adam, no, none of it. I only
2: learned of it like when I got here, people talking about like Morgan Webb as someone who was on G four, but I'm like that I don't I couldn't even tell you what she looks like. I that means literally ses, nothing huh? to me.
1: No, Adam I mean I know it? I know
2: Adam, but that's through a different thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean like funny. half half of Funhouse worked there. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if that's <laughs> they were on yeah, a, public t- knowledge the show, but too. They
0: all worked there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uh, old GT boss also was was from there, and J- there uh, Jeremy Hoffman, yeah. who was running Game Trailer's TV, was also from G four and yeah, is I had
2: bosses at, at IGN uh, who were from G four as well. Yeah. But like I yeah, never saw it. Didn't know any. I don't know where it. Aired, I don't know what it was. Fucking nothing.
3: I feel like a lot of people who uh like are you know the the you know it's like my age, a little bit younger. It's just like we all watched Attack of the Show. We watched G four. It's like I want to do that, and now we're doing it. It's like. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We're yeah. already doing it. I mean, it's it's going to probably be very similar to what everybody else is doing, and I don't I think mean, it'll
2: succeed for the right it's But we'll it, see. It's
3: oh, yeah. bring, it's bringing back a brand, and that's fine. I, and I'm I'm all for it. And it's just like if they have some new ideas and they're going to bring stuff to it, then you know what? You know, more people in the industry doing doing some good stuff. I love it. I want to see it. Of course that news comes hot on the trail of the Venn network,
0: which is supposed to be like a 24 hour gaming network. Uh, So for the record, Venn offered
2: me a job. Uh, Mm -hmm. I went pretty deep with them um, on hosting a morning show and I would have been still allowed to work for Inside Gaming and Funhouse. It would have been super cool. Uh, I declined um, and I'm happy to say this. They're all very cool people, very nice. uh, In part because they had just absurd, Contracts, um that basically they were treating me like i was fresh out of university with just like a crazy amount of money oh, yeah, and like yeah. three year yeah. long to seven year long contracts uh, which is Christ. like regular tv contracts but you're not making tv money um, right. yeah, but yeah. also the biggest thing for me was their response to covid was just not good um, yes. and i saw a, like basically i was like okay well i'm not gotcha. going into a studio until everything is deemed safe i refuse like, to do that that was really the reason we said no I was like, I'm not doing this. They were like, well, we want you in studio, but it will be maximum six people, and everyone will be very masks and being distance. And then I saw a video on Twitter yesterday of the people who ended up being on the show that they were trying yeah. to get me for. Uh, no masks, meter apart. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> very yeah. glad I didn't do it. But very nice people who are very passionate about what they're doing, and, and definitely genuine quote unquote gamers. Um, but I also don't feel like that will probably was. Yeah, I can confirm
0: Good that as well. In the I have friends needed. at, at Venn who are also in studio at least three days a week. Um, I think it's like short time and they, they have like like COVID managers or whatever people trying to keep people apart, but it just seems like kinda of messy. And I'm, I'm glad we don't have to do that uh in yeah. our current situation. A quick uh one last question because I enjoy this chaos. Uh, and and we can get out of here. Does a Bloody Mary classify as soup? Why or why not? Yeah, dog, you're drinking soup. I'm just No,
3: gonna you're say not it. drinking it's, soup. It's and soup. also, you know, I'm I'm a little disappointed in you, Evan. You didn't bring in my question. It's like, does everybody like peanut and pe- peanut butter and pickle sandwiches? Because no, yes, you no, should try them. This they're is good. No, no, not the platform what? for your your, yes, your I'm peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Boys, boys you know,
0: try. It discourse. <laughs> <It's a> We're <laughs> not doing that here. Patrick, <laughs> is a Bloody Mary classified as soup? Yes or no? Sure. I don't think yeah. I've ever had one, I hate but this. I uh, have I hate this. Yeah, it looks Does, like soup. But it,
2: tomato juice isn't inherently it's tomato juice, right? That's not
3: inherently soup.
0: I mean, but no, gazpacho is juice. also cold into soup. What makes the difference? Yeah, really that's
1: true.
3: Because liquor, gazpacho, I guess, gazpacho is, right? is <laughs> gazpacho is not tomato juice. It's a tomato soup.
1: <laughs> but <that's>, Tomato juice is <laughs> Yeah, <and laughs> soup no, but it's still things. the juice I of a tomato. I genuinely don't
2: know. I think I need to do conduct further research. It's just crushed.
1: There's no like pulp.
0: I
2: hate that. Right. I, I guess that's the difference. I hate everything about <laughs> Donum. All
0: know. right. Well, I feel like yeah. we've done it here. I think it's time to say goodbye. We've got a, a PlayStation event to stream and oh, many fuck. other things <laughs> coming your way this week.
1: Uh, thank you, Kaden. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you, Alana. We will see you next week. See ya. Bye.